Hello and welcome to another video podcast, MANA. I'm Pastor Jeff Glenn and it's my pleasure to take you through the Word each week. And we've been in Genesis. Last week we finished up chapter 10 and this week we're going to get into chapter 11. And what we see here in these couple of chapters and, and continuing is that there's, there's a style of narrative that contains details that are told and then retold. And we'll see that today at the end of Genesis 11. And again, I encourage you to go ahead and read that for yourself. Um, I will read the first nine verses uh, to get a flavor of the, of the study today. And then where I leave off will be the, the list of Shem's descendants with a little bit of extra detail. And so that's something that you can look into. Um, so Genesis chapter 11, one through nine. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, and let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered abroad over the whole face of the earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech." So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore its name is called Babel, because of the Lord there confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. And so last week we saw that God was, was beginning to provide for his blessing and command to Noah and his family to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. However, here in Genesis 11, we see, we see Nimrod and the families of Noah, um, rather than fill the earth, we see them finding this valley of Shinar, this region, and settling there and purposing in their heart to stay there. And so um, this land of Shinar, it's been called the, the, the country of two rivers and, and later Babylon and, and Chaldea. Um, it's this large area between the Euphrates and Tigris River, and it stretches from the Mediterranean down to uh, the Persian Sea. And so it's, it's this huge area, but this is where they had chosen to concentrate themselves and to, to build a city and to build this tower with the intent to, to stay there so they wouldn't be scattered. And so... The binding force that we see here that, that we're dealing with is their language. And so their, their speech was able to, to bind them together. And um, so it's, we, we see that kind of um, with slang terms, right? With, you know, it seems like every, every group of kids has their own slang for things. 
and it kind of helped give them some kind of an identity and differentiates them from their parents and all of that. So not only was, was this language that they shared about group identity, but, but it's also obviously very practical in that allows them to, to know what everyone else was saying. And so that's a key to communication is not just giving information, but for the person you're giving information to, to receive it. And so you know you've communicated thoroughly when the other person fully understands what you're trying to communicate. And so that's what we see here in Genesis. They were able to communicate very well, and their purpose was against the Lord and against his plan, and so they were building for themselves. And so um, just a few short generations from Noah, they're, they're turning from God again and, and turning to themselves in their self-reliance. And so they took God's provision because God provided for them all of these things, and instead of using them for God's glory, they used them to make a name for themselves, and uh, they used their God-given ingenuity and um, craftsmanship, and they openly resisted God and his call for them to fill the earth. And so we see here that the plan was well underway, but it wasn't hidden from God. You know, we, we often hear of the Tower of Babel, but verse 5 reminds us that this was an entire city, an entire civilization. And it says here, but the Lord came down to the city and to the tower, which the son of men had built. And that makes sense, right? So it seems that, that especially with the way verse 5 is written, that we have this city, this civilization that's supporting the tower being built. And, you know, the tower, you know, um, those people there, they needed places to live and to shop and, and trade for essential things. And, you know, we see that in our world today where, you know, there'll be a, a steel mill town or a, a coal town and kind of everything's built around that industry. And so that was what was going on here for this Tower of Babel. The, the, whole, the whole city civilization was based around uh, building this tower. And so, you know, you had the engineers that were drawing up the plans and you had the construction workers and those who were in the supply chain of getting the raw materials for the bricks and then moving the bricks to the job site and, and all of that. So you had this really robust inner, um, inner working to make this tower to reach the heavens here, as it says, um, in opposition to God. So they used all their brilliance and all of their talent and all of their craftsmanship in opposition to God. And, you know, no, while no one's really sure what the tower looked like, you know, some suspect it was more like a pyramid and rather than a traditional tower that we might think of. Um, and so it really doesn't matter um, because it doesn't take away from what it represented. It, it represented rebellion. And so, um, you know, the tower being synonymous with rebellion, which bringing glory to themselves and expressly being against the command to fill the earth, we know that um, God is going to complete what he has said uh, he's commanded to, right? And so in this, he had every, ch every choice, his prerogative uh, to, to punish them, uh, even with capital punishment, um, but he didn't. He, he confused their languages, scattered them, and that stopped their, their rebellion against him, at least in the building of the tower. It confounded their languages, so it had the effect of, of scattering them and, and thwarting their plan. But um, for us out of this story, we can take our instruction and our encouragement that, that God will do what 
it takes to complete his plan and even in the um, almost guaranteed disobedience of mankind, his will be done. And so hope that's encouraging for you. So uh, have a great week and we'll see you next week.